0: Remember the Time. It's episode 38. I'm Kate.
1: I'm Tammy. Welcome back to Knit Together.
0: Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, Hey. Tammy. We're still here. Yay. (laughs) I know it seems like forever, but it really hasn't, I guess, because, you know, the podcast probably just went up like a couple weeks ago and we're recording, you know, so the time flies and you're having fun, right?
1: It, it does and then of course we're getting into this busy christmas season and you know and thanksgiving was so late it's like everything's just kind of crammed together i know so.
0: it's been kind of it i don't know what it is but it I mean, the holidays just seem like they're going to blow right by, and it's kind of good for someone like me, because, as you may know, Tammy, I'm that type of person who, like, when I buy somebody a present, I need to give it to them, like, right then and there, <laughs> and so, because I don't wait, so I'm not so great with the whole anxious stuff, you know, and so... um you know, so it's good that Christmas is going to come faster this year because we got some pretty cool presents to give out, and I'm really excited about that. But I do have some knitting to finish, so um, we'll go into that. How about that? I um, yeah. I finished my fuzzy mitten lamb that I was working on, and me too. I'm not that happy with the way I sewed it all together. Me neither. So <laughs> I haven't looked at yours. Though. Do you have a picture up in your project? Um, I don't think so because I wasn't that happy That's with it. Yeah, and my friend, who's like a better, she's like a quilter and embroiderer and stuff. So she's like, well, she thought the face looked good, but she thought that we needed to maybe I didn't stuff the body enough to make the head, um, because the head just looked like it was like just barely on, like you know, flopping around. So, um. Anyway, so I'm, I wasn't like just totally in love with it. It's just not my most favorite thing I've ever made. But you see, know. my
1: body needed to. I think I needed to stuff the body a little bit more. The mm-hmm. legs turned out okay. Yeah, mine did And too. I'm not real happy with the face, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. I fear it's just going to get slobbered on and puked on by a baby. So yes,
0: and I haven't seen yours yet, so I'll have to go look at what you've done. So, um, but while I'm making toys, I also made the deadliest crab and um. You know it's kind of annoying having to knit so many little legs for the guy, but um, I finished all of his legs and I just have to sew them all on and then well stuff them and then sew them all on and I'll be done with that one. So that's pretty cool. And um and then what I have like is my go-to can knit mindlessly project is a pinwheel baby blanket. And have you seen that pattern? I thought you had seen it a long time ago.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember it from a long time ago, but that's that's not one I've looked at recently. Well, I'm trying to go. Yeah, it's look at your projects.
0: It's really really neat because um, it's basically you knit a round, and then the next round you um, you do like knit one, yarn over, knit one, yarn over, knit one, yarn over, and then you know knit around in between every time, and then you just increase um every time so the next time it's knit two yarn over knit three yarn over knit four yarn over until you know you get it as big as you want so it just continues to grow so you have these little panels basically yeah You know, that's kinda cool yeah so I like it it's pretty neat and um... it's like I said pretty mindless you don't really have to pay that much attention to it and um... I um... I've been working on it I've been working on it um you know, kind of in my off time and everything, so, um, but other than that, um, my new favorite project is Fuzzy Feet, um, and it's a knitty pattern, (laughs) and I really, really like this pattern because, one, if somebody wants me to teach them how to knit socks, I'm totally gonna have them do this because they don't have to buy any sock needles, um, you buy worsted weight wool, and you can do it with, like, um, I think around 200 yards of worsted weight wool, so like one skein of Cascade 220 and you got yourself a pair of them, and they go really fast because you're knitting like on size 10s or whatever, and then you just felt them down to the size of your feet. So um, I made some that I was going to make as a gift and um, kind of as a as a way to help somebody, uh, one of my friends who's learning how to knit. And, um, she wanted to make them and she was kind of afraid she wouldn't be able to do it. And so I was like, well, I'll make them alongside you. And then I ended up like blowing through them in the first day, (laughs) you know, I was like, oh, I forgot to wait for you. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) but anyway, um, So Jerry wanted them, so I gave them to him, and then I made myself a pair, and I loved them. Oh, I made them. They were so perfect, except for they needed just like a slight bit more felting so they would fit me better, and um, I threw them in the wash and totally forgot that they were in there, and now they're like baby size. (laughs) They're like like so super small, so I'm going to try to give them to my youngest son for Christmas, and we'll see if they fit him. And if they don't, then... Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there's... I mean, it's not, but, you know, it's like
1: we've all been there, you know.
0: That's, you know, it's one of those things where I just kind of, I didn't, I guess I thought since I felt it at once that most of the felting had been done, I didn't realize it was going to, you know, all the way down, but that does give you, that does give me like hope for basically I can make them any size I want and the level of felting will control how big they are so you can never make it a- so, that's a good lesson to learn yeah, exactly so anyway so that's the stuff I have going on um I am going to um make one more present I think um and then that's it I'm not I'm, not, I'm didn't like overwhelm myself with Christmas knitting this year which is really good yeah,
1: okay that. I, I didn't have to do the, the calendar for you.
0: <laughs> I know. I didn't to get everything done, which is probably good because I'm not sure I would have had the time to do the calendar. <laughs> Especially as quickly as the holidays are going by, I tell you what. So, I know,
1: it's been crazy. I My main gifts that I was knitting um was... All the dishcloths, which I did back in July, Mm -hmm. um, July or August, whenever I was at my class. Now I don't remember (laughs) when it was. Um, So, you know, I had most of those done, and then I've just kind of done some random things. I did socks for my sister like back in May, and then um, I've been um, mainly just kind of knitting for me. I started a pair of socks for Robert, but he's just the plain stockinette, so hopefully I'll still get those done before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're kind of my car knitting now. Because I've been knitting. My mindless project has been the Modern Baby Blanket. Uh-huh. And How's it going? Pardon me, because I'm going to mute because I'm going to cough.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, that, I think the Modern Baby Blanket is, like, a, just such a great project for anybody because it's just garter stitch, so. Yeah, it it is,
1: and it's just, but now it's too big to, like, really be taking with me, like, in my purse, so it's still in the car. Uh-huh. And I'm on, like, the seventh block wow. now. So it's coming along. So of course that's for my niece who's expecting the baby, and um, that's also what the fuzzy mitten lamb was for. And then, you know, I just kind of um, I went on a tear, especially like this past weekend. I've I've been knitting like I don't know hats and mm-hmm. um, I did I did like the little um, the blanket buddy the yeah. little blanket buddy bunny thing, and I did that out of the same yarn that I'm doing the modern baby blanket, so it'll match. Mm-hmm. The company uh-huh. and I mean. I think since like the last podcast, um, I I knit the unoriginal hat mm-hmm. that the yarn harlot designed. I've knit, um, let's see, I did another uh, star crossed slouchy beret. Oh,
0: that's so cute! I want to see that like that you finished on someone. I mean, I know, yeah.
1: See, I I needed to get someone else to try it on so I can take a picture, but then it's weird to put that in my projects. Yeah. But Robert just doesn't take good pictures, so if I if I'm wearing it it's like, you know, you yeah. I there it, it's just like the red one and there is a picture of me wearing the red one. Mm-hmm. Um except I think I made this one a little bit slouchier. Mm-hmm. And then I made another slouchy beret, which was the meret, the M E R E T. And then, um, okay, actually I saw this pattern and I'm like, Oh, that's really kind of a cute hat and I looked at it and I went, Oh, crud, it's crochet. <laughs> And I'm oh, like, <laughs> all right. So I talked to Esther, and I was like, I just want to make sure I understand the pattern, you know, because I'm still kind of learning to read crochet patterns and stuff. So anyway, I have actually crocheted a hat now. Wow. Um. So yeah, I was like cranking out all these hats and and stuff, and then um, I I finished Arwen. Yay! I started Arwen. It for Arwen. I'm just like. So thankful that's done, and I did not win in the prize, but Krista won, so oh, um, cool. she she was one of the ones picked in the Tempted at 3 a.m., and then um, just this weekend, I finished my Ishbel shawl, which was actually my first lace shawl, and it's blocking right now, so I'm waiting for it to dry, and I did not win in that knit-along either, so <laughs> that's okay, and um, and then, let's see, what else have I done? Oh, the Phenomenon Oh, um, those mittens. are so cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I took those to knit together, like, a few weeks ago, and my sister was there, and she comes in, and I had one finished, and I kind of started the other one, and she picks them, and she goes, oh, I love these. Are these for me? Can I have them? And I'm like, um... Oh, well, does it fit you? You know, because I'm like, I made them for me. She's like putting it on. It goes all the way up to her elbow. And she's like, I love it. This is great. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess you're getting another Christmas present. So anyway, actually, they turned out a little bit longer than I would have liked them for myself. And I'm like, I don't know that I would have worn them anyway. They were just kind of fun to knit. Yeah. So anyway, so that was kind of a bonus Christmas present Um, that – I did, and then um, let's see what else have I done? I mean, I've really kind of been on a tear. I know. Oh, I started um, the Shalom cardigan, which you knit like in like, two days in January. Yeah, <laughs>
0: went by really fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I am not having as much luck really? with that. Um, I one thing the pattern is only for like a 34 to 36 bust and mm-hmm. that's obviously not me um but so I I found on someone's pattern mods where I think that was going to work so I'm, you know I've got a few more stitches on the yoke mm-hmm. and I'm using um do what
0: oh I didn't say anything sorry go ahead
1: <laughs> oh sorry I heard it heard some background noise um I am using the Cascade 220 that I decided I don't like, you know, um, that it was in my stash and I wanted to get rid of it, so I'm using it doubled, (laughs) and size 11 needles, you know. So I'm hoping this will go fairly fast and be done. Um, Let's see, and yeah, I'm that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now, and I'm really itching to cast on for another shawl, but. Yeah, I probably need to focus on some of the other things that that I'm working on right now, like the socks and stuff.
0: Good. Well, that's kind of like, that's kind of where I've been lately is that, you know, I've had like that, that cast on thing. I just like want to make this and I want to make that and I want to make this, you know, so um, I'm like, well, I need to slow down a little bit and finish a few things that I have and then, you know, get those done and then I'm like have so many ideas of what I want to make that I'm not sure where to start I do know that um I'm gonna knit the Farinelli gloves um, for a friend of mine who she wanted me to make her in paper mitts and I was I just said I just really can't because it's um you know the ferile takes me too long and i I just can't knit them as quickly as um I just can't knit them as quickly as I want to so um, I saw that on um, Isolde's blog, she had made another pair where they weren't gloves; they were fingerless mitts, and they weren't like above the elbow. And they turned out so super cute that I, th- when I, as soon as I saw them, I sent it to my friend who wanted me to make the in-paper mitts, and I was like, oh, what about these? And she just thought they were the most beautiful things she'd ever seen, and so she, um, so I'm going to go ahead and make those for her, and I told her I probably wouldn't start it until after Christmas, but I'm kind of like, oh, I want to make it now, but I don't have the yarn, so I better wait anyway. <laughs> Are those in your queue? I'm not finding oh, they're in what my pattern f- that is. They're in my favorites, <clears throat> but I will send you the link really quickly, since we were just chatting. <laughs>
1: Oh, Farinelli. Okay, I misunderstood you. I see it in your favorites. From yeah. Twist. Yeah. Okay, oh, those are kind of, wow. Mm-hmm. Those
0: are like opera gloves. Yes, but if you look at the projects, um, the ones that are just all fingerless Farinellis, um, and sorry, I say it kind of weird, I know, but. Um, yeah my okay accent, that they're you know they still have the thumb and they're fingerless and they just kind of go up to the arm so they're more arm warmers and that was kind of what right. she was looking for because um she wanted to wear them when she rides her bike and stuff and still have her fingers free for whatever people need for bike riding <laughs> finger free very cool so Anyway, so that's kind of like my thing, and then I guess, you know, whatever happens after that, uh, whatever I get knitting after that, I have a lot in my queue, I just haven't started any of it yet. (laughs) I know, I've been like kind
1: of on a queuing tear, and you know, like trying to get organized, and I've downloaded um, my stash into Excel, Uh and... um, you know, it's like I've put everything in my queue, like also in Excel, and I've like lined up the yarn in my stash with what projects I think it would work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like I just I think I can, you know, do like I can do five projects in a week. and <laughs> of course That's not going to happen. Um, but I'm like, hats are fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyway, I, I I need to like kind of step back and make sure that, you know, I'm not just really pushing myself where I so much I don't enjoy it and you know, Really, kind of prioritize. So, actually, I think that's probably going to be um, the topic for um, our next podcast because we'll be coming up on, um, you know, year end, January 1st. And of course, we always do the resolutions and our goals for, you know, what we're doing. So, um, maybe that, maybe we'll just spend some time kind of going through our cues and talking about projects and what we want to accomplish for um, 2010. Yeah, that'll be good. I'll so. have to
0: add some more stuff because I kind of went through and cleaned mine out a little bit. And then, I go through and I see all this stuff in there that I'm like, am I really going to make that? I mean, is that something I'm going to make, like, in the next couple of weeks? Is that something I plan on casting on? Or is it in there because I want to make it someday? So I have a hard time, like... See, those
1: are thing. what I put in my faves. Yeah. So I know they're there, so I don't forget them.
0: Yeah, that's... the. I guess that's the way that I need to do it. But I, don't, I now that Ravelry has made some more adjustments to the faves, I... Find it's easier for me to use. But before, you know, you would cue patterns and faves and stuff, and then they would just be all in this big clump. Well, now you can, like, click on the tag, and if you're tagging your stuff, um, you know, to where you understand it, then it makes it a little bit easier, at least, to kind of follow along. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know I had, um, actually, I think it was Esther who was looking. She didn't understand, and she was looking at my favorites, and she was, like, freaking out because she was, you have, like, three hundred and thirty four things and i'm like okay but i said you know two or three hundred of those are projects there are other people's you know yeah. stuff that i've saved because i like them i said of patterns that i faved. actually now i'm looking i'm up to 45 but mm-hmm. um you know usually it's like if i get if i get close to 50 i'm gonna go through and kind of weed it out and go you know what i'm never gonna make it it's not you know We need to kind of, you know, clean some of this out and and everything. And then if I think I'm going to make it, you know, coming up, I think I've been trying to cue planning for the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. um, but I still have quite a few things in my queue. Although lots of them are hats, and hats are fast. So you know. Yeah. So what if I have forty things queued, and ten of them are hats, and you know? Yeah, because you can do that. Two of them are baby booties, and something you know, tiny. It's like, I, okay, we can deal with that.
0: A lot of mine are just things that I need. I wanted to knit. Um, you know, I want to knit maybe someday, or I need them for inspiration. So I just kind of put them in there, and then I go through, and I'm like, oh, I think I want to make some mittens, and so I click on the mitten tag, and then go through and look, look at them and stuff, and see what I what I had put in my favorites, and why, and oh, do I have the yarn, and then boom, I cast on for it, and then it goes in my queue. And I sometimes
1: do. you queue things that you're they're very similar, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, okay, so then it's like, which one do I really think I would make? Yeah, that's right. And you know so it's like oh it would be these so right
0: well and one thing i did last year was i put a whole bunch of like ornaments in in my um queue because i thought well i'm going to totally make tons of ornaments and then my sister had this like genius idea because she's a new knitter and we were talking about it a little bit and um she just loved the idea of like little knitted ornaments and she's like well i think what would be really great is if you if you did one one year and one the next year and one the year after that. So basically instead of knitting like some mini mittens and some mini hats and some mini whatevers that each year you knit just sweaters and then you give those out and then the next year you make like the little socks or whatever and you give those out and the next year you make like the little mini mittens and you give those out and you know basically that over time you know people are getting like this collection of um, ornaments that you've knitted and they're different every year and then you don't have to go, oh, well, I can't remember if I gave mom the hat or the sweater or whatever, so that's kind of the cue I'm taking, and, um, so I still have all those other ornaments in my queue, and they're totally not going to get made for a while, so I may as well just take them out and get rid of them. So, that's probably what I'm going to do when I go through and clean mine up.
1: Well, that that may be what we're doing next time, and we'll just mm-hmm. kind of work through it and let everyone listen to us as we make our decisions. Very good, very good. So well, on you, that they, note, they, everyone has that to look forward to. Definitely.
0: Well, on that note, um, we'll stay with us, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs>
1: A million ways love me. The soft words that touch me when I just can't speak.
0: So, today we thought we would just take a walk down memory lane and reminisce about some of our favorite knitting experiences.
1: Yeah, the the idea for this episode actually came to me when I was putting together the slideshow of photos for my mom's memorial service. You know, they were just, you know, brought back so many memories. And I thought, you know, sometimes it's good to just kind of stop and – take a moment and look back. So, um, Kate, what are some of your, like, favorite projects or experiences you've had from knitting? And, and, you know, let's just start there.
0: I know. It's kind of like, take me back. It's kind of like, you know, the... Christmas Carol, ghost of Christmas past or present and future, you know. Um, Because it's hard to narrow it down to a few things. And I was kind of thinking about this, um, you know, when you told me what we were going to be doing for our next podcast. And I was like, so what is it that I really liked? And um, one of the things that I picked out was that just finally getting it when it came to short rows. I mean, and didn't you have that moment too? That just like... Yeah.
1: I, I saw you put that down and I was like, yeah. oh man, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. Because picking up the wraps, exactly. you know, and I, I mean, I, I, I think you were there and I was like, when I finally got it, I'm like, I'm queen! I am queen <laughs> of the short row heel.
0: I know. And then it's like, suddenly short rows aren't scary anymore. You know, you can do yeah. them. And, um And it was especially um hard for us because we were doing short rows for the first time on socks and then you ha- were also doing your lizard ridge blanket and i think that the lizard ridge really does help but be- but i think that mostly it's because you're doing it on a larger scale so you can see the right. wraps you know and so just last night at knitting i was talking to somebody about short rows and um they were like well i've done them on other things but every time i do them on socks i just don't get it and I was trying to draw pictures and trying to show, you know, and I'm like, I'm just going to have to probably knit up a sock with like a short row heel and just leave it so I can show people and just pull the heel out and do it again and pull the heel out and do it again. It'll be that never ending sock because, um, you know, you just have to do it a few times and just, you just get it suddenly. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Well,
1: actually, and you don't have to knit um, the whole sock because when I took um, Wendy Johnson's class at Mm -hmm. the Spring Fling um, the first year, Mm -hmm. um, it was toes and heels and so we actually had homework and basically it's like you Don't even do the toe. You don't need the toe. Just start knitting like a tube. Mm -hmm. You know, like so you've got two or three inches of the tube, which would be like basically the foot of the sock. Right. And then you're ready for the heel on that side. So, you know, that's a good idea to always have kind of that little... You know, sample just ready to show uh, somebody. Ready to go.
0: Well, and I figured then if I finish it, I can use them as the sock. You know, I was talking to you about making like basically yoga slash pedicure socks is what the pattern yeah. are mostly called. But I wanted to be able to slip them on with my flip flops when I go to our karate class, and then be able to just kick my flip flops off and still have warm feet. So um, that w- would be fine. I could make them for that, and just kind of keep the extra heel around for whenever. I need to show somebody, but um, so anyway, along with that, it was kind of the same thing with fair isle, where it wasn't like I have
1: not tried yet.
0: (laughs) Well, it wasn't like an aha moment, and I guess maybe that's why I put it on here. But it is not that hard. It is not hard at all. You have and. Again, we I think whenever I started doing this, we were talking about whether it was easier for me because I hold the yarn in my left hand, and some people hold the yarn in both hands, and if you're a thrower, it may be harder for you to throw the right color, and I'm not really sure, but it's really just, you know, it, you just follow along the pattern, and you know, you knit one in white, knit one in blue, knit one in white, knit two in blue, you know, you just follow the, the chart, it's so easy, it's not that difficult, um, There are some challenging parts to it, and I learned my lesson, I think we talked about this on a podcast, when I did a Fair Isle hat, and I was doing it magic loop, and I wasn't carrying the floats, I wasn't accommodating for that, so then it was flat, you know, because if you're doing magic loop, you're basically keeping it flat, whereas if you knit in the round, then you're keeping it at that perfect circle, you know, the whole time, so you can kind of carry those floats a little better, well... I totally didn't do that, so I just ended up having to frog the whole thing and redo it, but, um, so, you know, I don't think that it's that hard, I think that it could be challenging depending on what it is that you're doing in Fair Isle, but, you know, um, I found it to be fun, and Not that difficult, but it does require paying attention, that it wasn't something that I could do um, when I was at Knit Together, because I would always end up having to tear out everything that I did because I missed a color or, you know, wasn't paying that great attention to what I was doing, so. Right. Yeah. And then, let's see, um, oh, the mini laptop sleeve that I made for my Acer, Yeah, that's going to be one of my favorite projects. I mean, it's this beautiful, perfect Celtic green to go with these perfect Celtic cables. And um, I just loved it. I loved working on it. It didn't take me that long. I kind of blew right through it. And um, I recharted the whole thing because... Um, the. The pattern came like in several different like well here's cable one and you do it every ten rows and then here's cable um, two and three and you do that every six rows and then you know and and then also every eight rows and then you do this one over here different you know so it was all in different pages and I just got out um, some charting software and recharted the whole thing and I was like ah oh, that's so much easier and. Um, but I also changed the gauge, and I'm just overall proud of how well it looks, and you know how um, backwards I am at sewing, and the help that you provided in making like the little sleeve to go in it was just wonderful. So. And I love the buttons. I found the most perfect buttons for it. Yeah, and you know, and you've got like what
1: 582 people have faved it.
0: Oh, I don't know if it's quite that much. <laughs> Maybe but... not quite that many, but there's a lot. That's like one of your most popular projects. Yeah, and that and the dumb little diving bag thing. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> I don't know why that thing has so many favorites. But um... I think it's—I I actually, I mean, it's n- no offense. It's not right.
1: that's the bag. It's the photograph. You think so of because all of... the stuff you've got crammed into it. Oh, uh, cuz it yeah. Is, yeah.
0: It's the one that ha- it has 140 favorites right now and my laptop's bag has 80. So, yeah, I don't know what is the deal with that bag, but <laughs> and it's really weird because um I was I kept thinking I should submit something to Nitty, but I've never really made anything from Nitty that I felt worthy of and I was like, "Well, what am I talking about? That thing has so many favorites, maybe it would just possibly make it, but I don't know." Yeah. We'll see. So, anyway. Um, but that, you know, that it just kind of made me sort of proud of my laptop sleeve. I really liked it. And then along the same lines of that is um, the snack fish, as I called it, snack fish blanket that I made. Yeah, the little goldfish. Yeah, and I called it that, yeah, because they were I made a couple of goldfish in the middle. And um, it was not really, the pattern is called a recipe for fish, by the way. And it wasn't that hard. It was just... Knitting a billion little fish in different colors, and then I had to crochet them together, so I learned something new. But the thing is that um, I made it for a mutual friend who, and it was like my friend who was giving it to a mutual friend at her baby shower. She said, I want to make my friend Ashley something wonderful, but I can't, so will you make it? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll make it. And she gave it to her as a gift, so she tells me that he carries it around he's two years old it is his you know what do you call them like bankies and snuggies and whatever the things that go around with them until they're like six and she's like yeah you know and they're like every time I see him he has it in his hand he loves it it's his most favorite thing ever and she said it was holding up really well and so just knowing that somebody loves your hand knit that much is just super I think that's awesome yeah gotta love that so um, and so, knitting my first sweater was kind of one of those other milestone things, you know, that I just thought was, you know, really great. Learning how to see. What seem. pattern was your first one? I don't remember. My first pattern was the Central Park hoodie, actually. And Oh, was it? Yeah. And I remember I was, like, getting together at Panera, and Sarah was teaching us how to set in the sleeves and stuff. You know, she's like. Yeah, McAllister's. Yeah, McAllister's. There you go. But not yeah. There. And, you know, go through the whole thing and. Just learning how to seam, learning how to set in the, see- the sleeves, and knitting that thing—it's um, just, you know, when you make your first sweater, that's just great. Yeah.
1: For some reason, yeah. I was thinking you—you you did like—I don't know if it was a p- necessarily a pullover. Um, uh, the the blast. I
0: did like picavoli. Pe- uh, picavoli. Oh, I—I did do that one, but that was later. That I did that last. Oh, okay. For some reason,
1: I thought that was your first one. No, that so, that okay. wasn't. But... Well, your CPH turned out awesome. It took me a few months after that before I started and, and did my CPH. Yeah.
0: I tried once to do the um, Isabella pattern, um, but I didn't like the yarn, and I wanted to do it in the round, and I had no idea what I was doing, and I was making these... Weird increase, decreases, and now I think I could go back and do that, but I just, you know, at the time I didn't know what I was doing, so I never, I never really finished that, and um, my, I did make like a couple baby sweaters first, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't that spectacular, so I don't know. So, I don't really consider them my first sweaters. I kind of consider them. Well,
1: my- I think, yeah, we both did the child's placket neck yep. sweaters. Exactly. And there was so much um, errata that we didn't realize mm-hmm. in yeah. that pattern that, you know, so that was a lesson learned, yeah. too. But, but, yeah, I don't really count the baby sweaters as, as a first sweater, so. No, I think it's a good for
0: people to start, but. yeah
1: but you know you still need to do a big one (laughs) exactly
0: for yourself (laughs) and i i also did the cobblestone sweater too and um and that was like one of my other big sweaters and i haven't really done that many so pullovers or whatever um so but the the biggest thing for me like looking back is um knowing that and it's kind of an ongoing thing like a just that, hey, I can make that, I can knit that, yeah. I can do that, you know, like, you need, you need a little purse that's felted, so you can carry your uh, DSI and all the games, I can do that, you need a little uh, cell phone, camera, iPod cozy, I can make that too, you need some dishcloths, got your cover, need a sweater, I can make that, need a hat, need some mittens, <laughs> need some socks, I mean, I can dress you, <laughs> so, you know. Well, and
1: now, I don't know if, if, um, you know, I, I don't get as many catalogs as I used to. I'm kind of cut down on, on the junk mail and stuff. But my few favorites that I get, I'm like, holy cow, the knits are out in force. Yes. I mean, you know, and I'm like, I don't need to pay that much for this. Of course, I can pay more and, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll make it myself. And, yes. you know, um, but I mean, there's some things. So it's, it's like I saw in a catalog, um, it was like $35 for a slouchy beret. And oh I'm like, gosh. are you kidding me?
0: I know my. Sis- I can make that in like three hours, and you know, <laughs> and a ten dollar skein of yarn or whatever. Well, yeah, and and whatever color I want. And <laughs> exactly. And my sister in law, she's um, looks at these magazines, and I can't remember what they are. I want to say like Newport, but I know that's not right. So, but she gets those catalogs, and she flips through, and she's like showing me these um, cardigans and like dusters and stuff, and they're like. 160 dollars for like a just a cabled cardigan, and I'm like, I think I see, saw that pattern in Vogue, and you can make it, you know, for like probably thirty dollars if you really wanted to. You know, you can go really expensive and do cashmere or something, but yeah, you know, and it it wouldn't take that much. It would just be the knitting, really. So anyway, but the the whole knowing that you can make it is just it's just really kind of a good feeling, and um, when I got to that point in my knitting, that's when I kind of felt so much better, you know, it's just, I don't know, kind of part of the favorite knitting thing, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, that was just kind of a few things that I kind of came up with. Um, when I was thinking about it, and I was kind of looking over what you came up with, so why don't you tell me some, explain them to me. Yeah,
1: well, I I, I put down, um, when I first found our local yarn shop, um, Simply Fibers, mm-hmm. um, and, and it really, I mean, that's just kind of, the memory stands out to me, because I'd learned to knit in May, and came back, and really kind of felt all alone, uh-huh. you know it's like there wasn't anybody else who wanted to knit i didn't know we had this yarn store and of course we had another one at the time which has since closed but um i didn't like it <laughs> very yeah. much and um so i just remember a friend telling me about it and um that she had she was actually a uh she worked for a local radio station and was trying to sell advertising mm-hmm. and you know i mentioned you know back in like an October or something it was like 2 months after they'd opened and I you know they'd learned to knit and she's like oh well I was in this store that had yarn and I was like well mm-hmm. like what michael's hobby lobby no yeah. and she's like i'll have to look up the name of it so she told me and I'm like are you serious i said we really have a yarn store <laughs> and so you know it's like i you know couldn't wait for a saturday you know so i would have a day to go in and i go in i'm like yes this is like the one i found in alaska you know that that was like That was what sucked me in, you know, where I was like the colors and the textures and I love it. I was like, I have one here. I have one at home. And so, you know, that memory just really kind of, um, you know, stuck with me because then I knew that, okay, there's there's other other people out here like me and I can find them. So, um, and then as far as like projects, um, I put down my so-called scarf Mm -hmm. because for me that's, you know, it was like one of those Not a difficult project, Um, and it really is, once you get going, it's very rhythmic and everything, Mm -hmm. but I get so many compliments, you know, and that's, like, one of my most favorite projects, so I'm really pretty proud of that, you know, and I think it's really, it's just, you know, it was the perfect yarn choice for that pattern, Mm -hmm. and um, so that was another one, and um, Hey Teach. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was like that wasn't my first sweater that I knit, but it was the first one that I was like really proud of.
0: Yeah, it looks really good on you too. It's like so totally terrible. And and
1: then I've since made another one because <laughs> I really do <laughs> like the pattern. And um you know, so that was that was a good one. The slouchy cardigan. Oh yeah. Um, because that was the project where it's like I I really had a vision mm-hmm. and I really just used the pattern as a guideline uh-huh. because it totally wasn't in my size. I had to like, you know, go out and look at other people's projects who had upsized it and get. You know, And I kind of took everything in and it was really kind of a risk, you know, because here I am, I use lace weight doubled, you know, I'm using like much larger needles (laughs) because I knew I wanted it like really lofty and not, you know, like a heavy, heavy cardigan. Mm -hmm. And it just, it came out exactly like I'd envisioned. Yeah. So that was a, that was a good feeling. And then I I was kind of like you, the, the really feeling like I knew how to make socks. Mm -hmm. Isn't that really good? (laughs) Yeah, you know, and of course, I think that was because I decided last year, and it doesn't seem like it was, you know, last year, but that was my year of socks. Mm -hmm. I decided I'm going to focus on socks, and I'm going to, you know, knit a pair a month, and I think I ended up knitting like 18 last year, 18 pair. Uh And, but, you know, after the second or third one, I was like, okay, it doesn't matter what the pattern is, I can make them. Yeah. You know, know, and I can change it up. I can make it a short row heel. I can make it a gusset heel. Mm-hmm. I can do a heel flap. I can do, a, you know, this kind of toe or this kind of cast on or this different kind of bind off. Mm-hmm. The, you know, so, you know, and I remember, do you remember being scared of socks? Yes, definitely. I, yeah. It's like, socks, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And now when I'm teaching people, you know, and they see that, they're like, oh, I can never do that. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can. Yeah. I said, I, I, I can, we can break it down and I can teach you, you know, and that's teaching others to get it yeah. and seeing them get it when that light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Those are great moments. So, <laughs> um, and then of course going to Rhinebeck, uh-huh. you know, the first year was magical and then getting to go back again this year was just, you know, fabulous as well. But um. It's, you know, you you got to go sometime. You really do.
0: <laughs> I know. I really can't wait to it's, try to go. And,
1: and you know, and getting to go to Stitches, you know, even though I prefer the fiber fairs, I think, to just the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's just something about, you know, and, and like the spring fling. Mm-hmm. It, it's It's getting with that large group of people and you all have this one thing in common. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just doesn't matter what your other differences are because you know, and if you don't you have all... anything
0: to talk about, you can always talk about knitting. You can bring up what yarn did you get? What did you do? Is that hand knit? What you know, you you can always bring up knitting. Yeah. You always have something to talk about.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was just um you know, amazing. And then, um, I also put what, what I'm kind of calling the, the revamp of knit together. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean the knit together Springfield cause we've changed locations when when you moved, you know, of course that was, that was difficult, you know, and we kind of split up and then, you know, you've, you've struggled trying to get the Carthage went up and going. And I think that's going well now. And, yeah. and, you know, we've been, um, at Ridgecrest for, you know, what, about a year mm-hmm. now, a little over a year. And, you know averaging eight to ten people a week that's great and they're different people yeah I mean if I had I've got like seriously I think I looked I've got like 34 people on my my list wow and so you know it's like if if I have everybody come at the same time I'm gonna freak out because (laughs) I'm like holy cow I can't handle this you know and of course they're all different levels of Mm -hmm. you know knitters but I mean now we've got um you know I've, I've taught three or four other people to make socks who are really, really good at it. And so they can step in and they can help other people make socks now. And really I've got good. some others who are, you know, it's like they've learned and they're they're past a certain point, but they can still h- help a beginner learn how to cast on. That's you know, better. so it's like we're really kind of, you know, branching out. And I mean, that's just that's just really cool, I think you know God's really you know working in in the group and you know and and um, I'm very thankful for you know I mentioned Krista before too that you know she's Kind of my backup, and she mm-hmm. handles it when I'm not there. And you know, she's, you know, on on kind of the same level that you know, she can she can teach pretty much anything too. So you know, yeah. still wish you were here.
0: I know. You know, because
1: I never get to see you. But Physical. anyway, know. you know, it's it's good because you've got a you've got a good big group down there too now. So yeah, we
0: do. We have a good group going on right now. So, well, anyway, we hope that you enjoyed our little trip down memory lane, and um, if you Love stay with me. us, we'll be right back with Knitting from the Word. Who you might be, the slightest hint of you, brought me down to my knee. So what do I know of you, who spoke me in emotion? Where have I even stood But the shore of all your ocean. Are you fire? Are you fury? Are you sacred? Are you beautiful? So what do I know?
1: What do I know of holy? Well, it's nice to take a look back at our history and remember. Sometimes we're great and the projects just bring us joy, whether it's the finished project itself, or the time that we spent with friends, or that elusive yarn we were finally able to get and knit with. Other memories aren't so good. There's projects we ended up frogging because we messed them up too many times, or there was a technique that we struggled with, or in the end, the garment just didn't fit right or look good on us. But we can look back on those times and learn from them. We can draw encouragement from knowing that we've been able to accomplish something before, and so we'll be able to do it again. Or we can look at a friend's struggles or a beautiful finished project and draw inspiration from them. John F. Kennedy, in quoting Abraham Lincoln, once said, Until you know where you have been, you don't know where you're going. So there's a valid purpose in looking back. That's true with our faith as well. That's why we read and reread the Bible over and over. We find ourselves in similar situations and we learn what to do or what not to do. Hebrews chapter 11 is the heroes of the faith chapter in the Bible. Verses 1 and 2 read, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders had obtained a good testimony. Now I'm not going to read the entire chapter for that would take too long, but I encourage each of you to read it again for yourselves. You'll read about the faith of Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah, of Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, and Samuel. Verse 13 tells us, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them. They embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. By looking back, We are reminded of what we are still looking forward to, a heavenly eternity in the presence of God.
0: And with that, we um, want to remind you guys that we are always ready and willing to pray with you and pray for you, anything that you need. We've had um, lots of prayer requests and opportunities to pray for you, which we always love, so don't hesitate. and if you have any comments or praise reports, we would love to hear those too because as Tammy said earlier, um, not only do we find inspiration, but um, we also, you know, are able, when we're strong, we like to be able to help those who are weak because we know that someday when we're weak, uh, someone who's strong will help us as well.
1: Exactly right. So we, we definitely want to um, be an encouragement to you and we appreciate the encouragement we get from you so thanks again for listening and um, don't forget to join us if you're in the Springfield, Missouri area Um, we'd love to have you on Thursday nights so check the website for details for that
0: Yep. and if you're in that Carthage Joplin area you can always join us at Knit Together West which is on Monday evenings there's more information on the site about that too and I will take this time to close us in prayer Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this opportunity to come to you. Um, Pray for our friends and our loved ones, Father. Um, Right now we would like to um, just lift up a couple of people who are just having problems with um, pregnancies. God, um, Robert's two nieces are both having problems with their pregnancies. And then also Crystal. we know that they want to experience the miracle of um, giving birth and you know just having a child. So we ask right now that you will comfort them and you know help them as they walk through this and um, try to find their way. Father, we ask that you will um, continue to hold our friend Dana and her husband Barry. It's close to your heart, Father. Um, we know Dana is just struggling um, with her illness and. Um, We wish that we could be there with her, helping her in any way that we can, but we know that um, through you, Father, we can definitely touch her and do anything um, in your name. Father, we ask also that you will just um, heal those who are dealing with sicknesses, the flu that's been going around, different viruses, families who are um, just up and down with uh, different types of sicknesses um, during these rough holiday seasons, Father. we also have a family that um, is your laborers in the field, Father. They're a pastoral family and they're um, changing churches and they're kind of just struggling and not really sure what to do, Father. So we just ask that you will um, open doors for them and give them guidance and just let them know that um, this is a time of change that you have um Laid out everything for them ahead of time, and you know what's going to happen, so they need not worry. Father, they are in your hands, and we just pray right now for our safe travels, for um, anyone who's traveling for the holidays. Father, we know that this is just a busy time, and we just ask that you will. Remind us all to slow down and remember what this holiday season is for, Father, that it is Christmas and that we celebrate the birth of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, on this day, Father. Um, We just know that it's been changed and commercialized, and um, we just pray right now, Father, that there will be a move in this country so that people will remember Christmas uh, for what it is, God. And we ask all of these uh, wonderful, holy things in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. If we don't talk to you beforehand, we pray that each of you have a very blessed and Merry Christmas.
0: Yes, we do. Now all I want is my turkish
1: delight. light Turkish light Turkish delight. Turkish do you
0: want? Turkish delight.